I just purchased the ebook. Uh, the original is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, my health is terrible, and this is really helping to support me with the massive shift I need to make. I just wish there was a section on overcoming candida overgrowth. I'm so thankful for this book, though. If this version does come out in physical form, I'll be getting that, too. Yes, there is a section in the back of the book, the very last um, section uh, called Programs, healing programs or something like that. Um, and it's, and let me just say for anybody who has candida, whether it's in the gut or it's systemic through your whole system, what I would do, and, and this is not medical advice, but um, I'm free to say what I would do. And what I would do would be to do a colon sweep, which is a detox procedure in the book, followed by Bravo yogurt, which is very expensive, but oh my God, it's magical. Um, and, and if you can't do, if you can't afford Bravo yogurt, get regular plain yogurt, um, not, well, I, let's not say any types, any kinds, okay? Just regular, really good quality plain yogurt, um, not sugared, not vanilla, not maple, none of that. And get some really high quality probiotic tablets that have billions and billions of live cultures in them. You can get an emergency if you go to a health food store and you look in the fridge where they sell, they store their probiotics. You'll see all kinds of different probiotics there. Some of those will be for emergency restoration of the gut. And that's what you want to get. You know, 30 billion, 100 billion um, live cultures in those tablets. Okay, so you do the, I would do the colon sweep. And then I would follow that with um, five days of yogurt, three times a day, a half, a quarter to a half cup, three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then um, four probiotic tablets at night at bedtime on an empty stomach. Don't eat anything after you take those. And, um, and start with that. If you have it systemically and it's everywhere through your system, then I would take caprylic acid, C-A-P-R-Y-L-I-C, caprylic acid. That just, it, it moves through the whole system. You get it in capsule form. Um, I get mine from progressivelabs.com down in Texas. And um, you take that. It doesn't matter if you have um, candida overgrowth in your gut, if you have it systemically, if you have toenail fungus, if you have athlete's feet, those are all forms of, of fungus and a candida like overgrowth and caprylic acid, um, it acidifies you, which you want because if you have a candida overgrowth, you're too alkaline. And that means that nutrition washes into the cells and washes right out again. You don't get the benefit of it. So um, everybody talks about becoming more alkaline. Yeah, but you can be too alkaline. And if you are, one of the signs is athlete's feet, another is candida overgrowth. Um, if you 
if you had antibiotics when you were young or at any point in time, and you did not restore the gut with probiotics, then you, uh, you're probably an A1 candidate for candida or gas or poor digestion, um, all sorts of stomach upsets, allergies, etc. Your gut is the key. It's everything. It's 80 to 90% of your immune system. So um, not difficult, just takes a little time. And I would switch to a diet for six months of meat and vegetables. And, and let me say something about meat. Um, there's a prevailing thing among uh, people who are new agey. Oh, you can't eat meat. You shouldn't eat meat. Da, 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 da. Um, okay. Uh, you know, that's something that I have struggled with a lot when I was much younger. And my attempt to avoid meat uh, led me to um, severe rheumatoid arthritis and a whole host of allergies, uh, just terrible allergies. And eventually what I had to realize was that I didn't need a lot of meat, but it was Dr. Gonzalez who said to me, you have to eat according to your DNA. And I, he tested my DNA and said, you have to have a little bit of meat two times a week, four ounces each time. That's enough for you. It's called a modified vegetarian diet. And I said to him, oh, but I can't, that's not good. That's not nice. And he said, okay, you know, then you'll be dead or completely useless in a few more years. You have to be humble enough to eat meat and to, to have the gratitude toward whatever animal came to you and is on your plate. You have to be humble enough to eat that. And that's a hard thing. You know, I know people will argue with me. Go ahead, um, argue all you want. Uh, the fact of the matter is that we have not evolved to the point that we can be messing around with diets. All diets are important. They all do something. We use them appropriately and we will be healthy. There's a big movement also out there that is for fake meat. Um, big processing plants use um, a lot of energy of various types um, so that people can eat fake meat or eat more tofu or these patties. And my understanding of it is that that's actually worse for the environment than a few cows grazing, you know, in the backyard of somebody's house that, you know, feeds them and eventually provides meat for them. So I don't know if, if you can comment on that, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's, quite, it's, it's quite alarming when you see the industry trying to move us away from natural foods and move us away from all these over-processed foods yeah. to, to cater to this, um, um, you know, this, yes, this illusion. But yeah, and also the movement of, you know, let's not eat any animals and we're cool if we do. And, um, but then yeah. you can pollute the environment even more with these processed foods. Can you say anything about that? Yeah. Um, I, first of all, let me say that, um, there's no shortage of energy on our planet. There might be a shortage of infrastructure, but there's no shortage of energy. There's no shortage of wind moving things around, stirring things up. Um, there's no 
shortage of the sun's ability to transmute materials, and it does, et cetera, et cetera. So the argument that, you know, we shouldn't be having these um, fake meat or it's not real meat or whatever they call it, um, that they're too energy efficient, that doesn't hold water, but that does not mean that we should be eating fake meat or fake foods. Factory foods do not sustain life. And they do not lead to extraordinary states of consciousness and creativity. And when you get something like um, American-made tofu, very often is um, not made the way that tofu is meant to be made. Number one, they're in a hurry. So they shorten the process. Um, two, tofu is not a, a base food in, in the Orient. It never was. It was, was kind of like, um, uh, what did they call it? It was a condiment. And you ate it only with fish and fish gravy or meat and meat gravy. It was not meant to sustain human life in the way that we need to sustain human life. And tofu, especially American-made kinds of tofu, are made in such a way that when you eat them, they, the phytic acids that were in the soybean have not been destroyed. Phytic acid destroys those um, proteins in the human body that destroy cancer. So what you end up with is phytic acids destroying um, proteins that keep us healthy, that keep us safe from cancer, and um, that, that it doesn't do us any favors. It is not a health food. It was, <laughs> you know, if you knew the whole story, if you, um, if you went to the Weston Price Institute and listened to the story of how tofu came to be known as quote, a health food, you would laugh out loud because they brought it over here. They changed the whole process for making it. Um, they didn't say this is just meant to be used with meat. They tried to use it as a substitute for food, for meat. Um, and the result was nobody bought it. So they tried a different marketing strategy and that didn't work. So they tried a different one and that didn't work. And finally, they came up with a strategy that said, we got it. We will market this as a very expensive health food because all those people that are wannabe rich people are going to say, oh, I need to buy that so I can feel like I'm in with the rich crowd and I'm in with the crowd that's doing everything right and that can afford to be really healthy. And so they started marketing like that and it worked. And so um, tofu came in and other forms of curd that um, are not healthy at all. And, uh, and, and none of the wisdom that came with it, which is only designed to be eaten in small, like a teaspoon at a, at a meal, a teaspoon with meat or meat gravy. And, and, um, and nobody understood about the phytic acids until some real research was done on it. Um, and so that, that's the story of some of those quote health foods that are out there um, or one of those health foods that are out there. 
And then um, the, the problem, I think, altogether is that the fake foods, factory foods, do not have minerals in them. They do not have amino acids in them. They do not have vitamins, and they do not have all of the cofactors that accompany minerals, aminos, and vitamins in real food. And we lose, and we go downhill, and kids fall apart by the time they're 14. There's an aspect that I, I didn't ask when I was um, asking you that question, but it was more that, I don't know if you ever saw this, but um, Amazing Polly. So she does really good research. Um, and it's quite amazing when she gets you know, into, into a topic and she pulls, pushes through it. And she had done a research about all these fake foods and that they actually belong to um, very, the, the elite, you know, the corporations. And there's an agenda there behind that to move people away from the natural world the natural eating more natural food to get everybody onto their fake food. And so that's a good way of, of producing people and making and creating an agenda or philosophy around it, that it's so bad to eat the food, but you can eat, you know, this processed food. And that's why I was saying, yes, it does take, generate more. It's, it's more electricity. It's more processed, but that there's a, there's also, I don't think people realize that there's an agenda there. Why would, why would you want to eat meat that is so over-processed in factories rather than just drinking milk or, you know, right. eating, eating meat? So there was also a whole um, agenda there that seems to have come out that it's not just about trying to, you know, provide the vegetarian world. It's, it's actually to be, make us more dependent also to move us away from source. Right. From source. So that's more with where I wanted to go with the question was that wow. there's an agenda behind, there's actually an agenda behind that we're kind of being influenced into something. Yeah. So. Thank you, Polly. <laughs> wow. Because that is exactly what the agenda has been for a very long time, um, to move people away from natural substances and, and finish breaking the connection between us and Mother Earth. And, and that's going to be the end of us. It's that simple. We will go down in a flaming disaster. <laughs> and a lot of people do and discover their way back to health only with great uh, effort and huge changes in their lifestyle and their shopping and their kitchen habits and, 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 and why we are not encouraged or, you know, brought up believing or understanding the necessity for um, aminos first and then minerals and then vitamins and why we don't, why we think a few vitamins will be enough there. I mean, they'll get us by We'll be better off than some others. But when you look at the amount of nutrition that was in food 100 years ago, before we started all this processing, 40, 50 times, not percent, 50 times more calcium and more vitamin C and more magnesium, um, just huge increases, which I talk about in the book. Um, huge increases in nutritional um, density and all of that is pretty much gone and if you don't raise your own food or at least some of it um, you're you're going to go down I tried to be vegan for I was vegetarian for 10 years and, um, and it just it doesn't we don't know enough um, we just don't know enough. And we have, and what happens over time, over thousands of years of change, the body acclimates to uh, certain foods. 
and you can't change that in overnight. It, you know, Eskimo people or people who have a Inuit um, heritage cannot eat much in terms of uh, vegetables and fruit because all of their DNA, all of their system, all of their um, uh, enzymes, they don't have enzymes to process fruit or vegetables. So those things irritate or upset. They have enzymes that process meats and fat. And that's a huge chunk of their diet, huge chunk. People that were raised in the tropics, their enzymes and their DNA has adjusted and adapted to mostly fruit. They don't have a need for hardly any meat. Uh, people in the temperate zones, they are adjusted and their enzymes are there for meat, milk, eggs, um, and all forms of dairy. And that's how they survived. Um, you have to go with what your heritage, your DNA, and your enzyme structure provides. And then you will be healthy. And factory foods doesn't fit anywhere in that scheme. <laughs>